Hey everybody, it's Chad of the Wild. Gaiden. In this season we are playing through Ocean Horn 2, Knights of the Lost Realm. In our last episode, we fought a big old firebird. We put our first emblem where it was supposed to go. We put it back. Peace has been obtained in this region. Uh, we're going to be causing havoc in the next one and we're going to go to a peaceful area again we're going to cause problems <laughs> oh yeah there? that's right problems were already existing where we were just now there's some questionable mm-hmm. diplomatic choices in this game let me just say that outright just uh uh man yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun that that uh the people that we that accompany us to these areas are called ambassadors it seems like no one they haven't <laughs> been in contact with their hometown and a decade no uh so yeah we we had this before when we went to the oru village where trin is trin is the princess of the of the white city like she is the princess of the humans as we know it although yeah. like when you look at everything we are on this small island uh that in in surrounded by ocean who knows what the other worlds are or anything like that same kind of thing you run into with like zelda games though we're like how big is hylia in comparison to the rest of the world mm-hmm. like what is the rest of like what is beyond those mountains all of that stuff but um you mean the giant ice wall that surrounds this flat earth in this in this uh <laughs> in this universe in this game right Right, and you know we we're stuck under this dome, yeah, and keeping it's keeping us from heaven. And mm. but anyway, uh, we in, we we talked to Trent about this stuff, and she's just clueless to any other area. Like she doesn't know anything about this stuff. And I will give it to them. Like the distance between these towns feel a lot further than say a Zelda game, where you know you could walk from one town to another in like two minutes. Here, if you're going to walk, it's going to take you like 10. Did you walk so, back to town? I did walk back to town. But, Jeremy, to your point, I will say Trin's entire purpose is, like, her entire job is flying an airship around for reconnaissance. She should probably know a little bit about yes. neighboring yep. you know, yeah. allied forces, I guess. Well, it seems like but, we haven't talked to like, even no one has talked to anyone since the war ended. Right. And, you know, our town that we grew up in was just as far away from the White City as the Oru town is away from the White City. Yeah, we took a big then, train there. But we have a, a, a connection with them in a way that's like it, it has to be a thing where we were not allowed to go to to see the oru like they sort of cut us off or something had to be had to happen like that but that doesn't explain how clueless she is for the guild folk either um but anyway when we wrapped up we helped them out everything was fine they open up this gate that then takes us into this giant field now i i referred to this as the overworld uh because it felt like that what it would be in any kind of like rpg game you get you you're brought into this giant field that really you're just trying to get to the next town and it takes forever to walk across this the whole time i was like where where'd that bike go where did the the little air bike thing that we had before where did that go <laughs> right right yeah i to to call back to last episode jeremy you made the point that you know Still, like the world is big. I do appreciate the you know, the sprawling maps that you can walk back, and there's like 
a world out there, but there's also nothing to do in this area. There's a few things, uh, and you can tell that you're about to get an airship because there are giant landing pads that you walk Mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I do appreciate that there's a mini, not even dungeon, there's just an optional boss fight, so another bounty, uh, which We haven't talked much about these until the first, like, like I brought up in the first episode, I've done four now. Uh, I believe there are six, uh, so I've got four of the six done. Uh, BC, how many have you done of these so far? This is my first one. Oh, first and only so far. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which Uh, one was that? Uh, it was the giant uh, the mosquito? knockoff Octorok. Okay. Oh, okay, that one. Oh, so these are all just giant versions of, right. Yes. And they have some funny stories with them. So, like, I fought, so I fought a giant, uh, the giant octopus Octorok thing. I fought a giant scarab or whatever. I fought a giant mosquito thing. Uh, and I've also fought a the giant Ithaca. centipede. Yeah, the Ithaca. And I fought a giant centipede. I'm terrified um, of that. I do not want to see that. It was it was kind of cool, but also like boring <laughs> because yeah, I'll just tell you. So so the the it's Queen Long is the name of it, and you go down into this underground thing, and it's just a series of tunnels. And it just like goes around and you still just hit it on its back, like the last little segment, like you do everything else. But I actually went through the whole thing without getting hit once because it moves slow enough that I can just be like, okay, I'm just going to move to the right and it's just going to run right past me. It doesn't do a good job of like turning on a dime or anything. So I was able to avoid it. It just took a long time. Even even last episode, BC said like, oh, it didn't even notice me. The the little centipede didn't even notice me. And I was like, no, the one that I fought killed me and my friends multiple times because it chased me down. No. So so here's another thing I think is weird. Whenever you fight these bosses, it's only ever you. It's only, you're always by yourself. They don't yeah. go in. Your, your teammates don't go in with you. We'll, we'll have, that'll kind of happen in a in a story beat in this episode. But yeah. But uh, you, when you fight these things, uh, they have different patterns too. They don't they don't fight the same way as the other ones. They're not just big versions of them. Their patterns are different, and then they also summon a bunch of little ones around you. Although the Queen Long one didn't do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, BC, I mean, if you want, do you want to talk about the, the boss battle? You Yeah, um, so this was, I think, Prince Kissinger or something to that effect. Something like that. Um, really? Yeah, and you <laughs> go in. Uh, oh, I have seen that name before. Yeah, you've probably seen the bounty poster for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go in and it's like a little shrine and you go down and there's a guy there who's basically like dying and he's like, hey... Mm-hmm. I tried to collect the bounty, but it was too much, uh, or the the fight was too much for me. Uh, and that guy disappears later, so I assume he dies, um, or maybe he walks out fine. But uh, he might have gone to the evil jar with everything else. Yeah, and it, before you fight him, there's a little note that says he's basically like, "Yeah, I've been luring people down here with promises of treasure, and like basically luring adventurers down there, killing them." And then taking their treasure, and he's like, I make so much money, even after the boss gets his cut, which means there's some boss of all these random bounties. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then it was basically just a big 
um, I, I forget the name of them, what they're called, but they're this game's version of Octorots. Uh, and he just the shoots Tetra Odds. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, Tetra Odds. Such an uh, odd tetra, name. Tetra Odds or Tetra Oods? <laughs> or... The way that. Uh, are we, are we starting it. the pronunciation talk of this episode oh, right now? Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll get to no, that. No, the way later. the trend says it, like, come here, Tetra Odd. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. that's what that is. I think Tetrapod would, would work, but no, okay. Yeah, so it's just a giant tetraod that shoots bombs, uh, and he can destroy you pretty quickly, except mm-hmm. all the smaller tetraods shoot pots that drop hearts and ammo. So yeah, yep. it's just a really long battle of running around, shooting them in the face. Uh, I switched up my gems, so all my damage uh, gems were on my gun, and uh, yeah, it was pretty straightforward. So what I did is I took this time to find a bunch of the daggers. Okay. And the pr- the problem is that if you go back to town and where that map is that shows you where all the daggers are. Yeah. You go and look in the there there is a book near it. And if you go and read that book, then the map will put X's all over where those are. I was doing cross references with a screenshot on my phone, thinking that it was going to be like a big secret thing to be like, I will go and find all this stuff because they do not show up. They don't light. There's no flicker on the ground or anything. It's only when you get up to it, it will say like examine and you'll pull a dagger up. So I found like 10 of the 19 that way. And I probably spent an hour and a half just walking up and down this stuff, finding all that. Um, found some, I mean, there's some interesting things to look at. I still don't understand its purpose. There is this, um, this like lighthouse looking thing that you go into that when you get in there, there's just like, it shows our planets and stuff like that. And it's got like this cool vibe to it. It reminded me Mm. of the, um, uh, planetarium that was in the, um, Majora's mask. You walk in there because it had like a, they had some like purplish color going to it and all that. And I was like, I dig this vibe. I don't know why this is here. So it's here. Um, Aliens. If, if, if I may segue into what I said, I think two episodes ago, this game is going to get over its head trying to talk about like aliens. Uh, I hope so. And it's, we are this there. It's a flat earth game. We have, we have, we've made it to the point where we're talking about aliens. So one, they bring up that, um, the the beacons have been there since before anybody knows. Somebody built the beacons with super advanced technology, and they're not around anymore. Um, this observatory, if you read the notes, basically there's this big object in the sky, uh, or a big object out in space called the Lunar Tier. That's the size of the mm-hmm. White City. That this guy's job, this guy's entire job, is to track the lunar tier and see what it does and as soon as we put something we return the emblem to the beacon then the lunar tier reacts uh and then also randomly in this area there's a crashed spaceship with robots yeah so there's there's a couple uh you can actually find more than one but yes there is a crashed spaceship and when you get up to it there is a new kind of creature that we haven't seen before that it's a robotic creature that we fight. 
Which is what just, all the landing pads are? No, those no, are for spaceships no, to land. Nope, nope. Those are for our airships. Okay. That yeah, we will get we will get later. Jumping ahead a little bit there with that. A little but, bit. But uh, it's in in the the thing about this, and I'll I'll leave it alone after this. The thing about it that got me was when you walk up on one of these crashed spaceships. Trin says, "Is that a spaceship?" Mm-hmm. Which implies either one they have spaceships, or two they know something about space that they're not telling everybody else. Well, yeah, you're giving Archimedes them a lot of credit, BC. <laughs> I, no, her it. grandpa's just Archimedes. He probably at one point was like, "I'm not going to tell you anything. Don't ask about the spaceships." And she was like, "Spaceships?" And he was like, "Damn!" I said, "Don't ask." <laughs> <laughs> uh, we there's also so I came across this a couple times. There is a another version of the what are they called? The Beatles? Oh, um, yeah, the Scarabaros. The Scarabaros. But this is this is called a a Scaronics. Yeah, the silver one, and it's. It's yeah, it's so it's like it's got like a bluish silver color to it. But then also it only it's its attack is just like a weird attack that it just does at a set interval that as long as you're not near it, it won't do anything to you. And it takes a lot more hits. It does give you more XP, but that's it. And I don't understand like maybe we're going to get there there may be a challenge to kill like 5 of them over time or something like that. Um but yeah. it's it's weird. The one I found was next to a bunch of eggs, and I don't know what the deal was with the eggs. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I found two or three so far, and they've all been around eggs. I don't know. Just in case, beware the snoring dog on my audio. <laughs> She's passed out. Um. Some other things that I came across here is there is a graveyard that you can find, but it's like there's a thing that's blocked off. There's also a winter biome that I went to. Oh. But again, still there was a closed door. Um, And it's it's strange, like, going through a lot of this stuff because I'm just like, are we going to get more optional things? It's just I have this idea in my head of where this game is going, how long we have to go. And then I find some things that just break that line of thought where i'm like okay well i guess it's there's probably going to be more than that because i even went back to one of the um old islands that we could go to at the very beginning of the game but we couldn't do anything there Mm -hmm. and found a thing that was like a sunken temple down there and i'm like i don't know what this is yeah um like there's there's other things in this game where i'm like okay maybe there's more to this although and now right now i'm sitting at 70 percent completion but that is with all of the collectibles too so you have to factor that in where my percentage might be considerably higher considering it it, de- it depends on how much weight they put onto their collectibles for the percentage yeah jeremy i would say i'm at 38 percent maybe 40 percent oh. completion so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is 100 percent like everything not just story i assume Right, you know, for sure, yeah. because yeah. I, I at this point I do have all of the daggers, and I will tell you what you get for collecting all the daggers is 150 gold and a big shard. Now, the shard is effective. Like, my sword is actually, like, max damage and, like, half whatever now. And uh-huh. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, that's that is, I have a very strong sword now. But I was like, I was hoping for a whole lot more money than just 150. Like, they made it sound like they were going to, 
give me a whole poop ton of money. Yeah. And I'd I did not get that. They told when they were like, we'll, we'll pay you. I was like, well, then I'm not doing that because <laughs> I do. I do not trust them to like take their economy seriously. Yeah. I did eventually get the 3000 gold that I needed to buy that shard that I was talking about. And it's a good shard. Like okay. again, it's it's a it's a good one if you want to get those the more powerful things. Um, I'm willing to find more shards and stuff. Um, we don't get enough of them, I don't think. I've got shards on every weapon now. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. I do too, but um, we started out with a lot of low level shards, and I've only yes. found like a couple of mid tier ones. And I'm like, come on, game, you need to start like doling these out a little bit more we're starting to get into like towards the end game now so i don't think we are i don't think we are brian yeah no. I, think, oh, okay. I think there's sure. some weird stuff yet to happen mm-hmm. uh, oh no no i, I mean i think after this we probably yeah if you're at 70 percent and you have all that stuff yeah i i think that sounds about right uh brian, uh, i, I, I had said to myself a while back that i was my guess was after after this episode was was my prediction for when I was going to want to go out and look for more stuff. Because I was like, I could easily take my little tugboat and and go around and, and look for stuff. But I don't think I have the equipment to really f- find stuff without going back again and doing it again after I get another thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like, after, I was like, after this episode, I, I will probably have enough things to make it worth my while. So we'll see. I'm going to say one more episode after this one before, more? Okay. before you're going to have that. Like I, I we, we, well, we were going to finish this stuff then. Yeah. I got okay. all the daggers. Uh, but again, the daggers are all out in the big overworld area. Okay. You don't actually need uh, with access to that. You can get everything. You can get all okay. those. You don't need to use a claw shot or the item that we're going to get later on to, in okay. this episode. You don't need those things. Um, you can get all the daggers if you want, and it's going to be easier if you go back to the the knights area and get the the markings on your own map as opposed to what I was doing. Right. So heavily suggest that you go and do that. And it's it's nineteen of them. It's not really that bad in my opinion. And I think that getting that big shard and getting just some money, it's like okay, cool, do that because if you can possibly go and buy some more stuff later that'll be helpful i think it's worth doing because like you said you don't the the economy's weird where we don't get enough coins in my opinion enemies drop one coin most of the time like 90 percent of the time it's one coin Mm -hmm. occasionally i think i've seen a five piece or maybe it was even like a three who knows have you oh i've only found pennies so yeah it's it is it's bad the way that they give you money in this Mm -hmm. um and for but fortunately they don't have enough stuff to buy so it kind of balances out there mm, but guess, there's like yeah. there is like one or two things where I'm just like you want you want to buy this cuz it's powerful um <clears throat> but it's cost a lot so we get back to town uh we immediately get stopped by a soldier when we get there and they basically say like uh Trin needs to come with me grandpa needs her for something and she's like all right I'll see you guys later um you can then adventure around without Trin if you wanted she didn't do a whole lot for you, so it doesn't really change a lot, in my opinion. Um, yeah, after I explored the overworld, I just went straight to progress the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we go and uh, go to go to like the main tower or whatever, um, we then get a a cutscene 
with Trin and Archimedes. And it's basically just this long, it felt long, but it wasn't, it was actually not that long, but it just, it was so slowly paced Yes, where we see these three vehicles come out from the ground and then that's it. Like that's the scene. They don't say well, anything. But well, we know it's Oceanhorn. If you played Oceanhorn. We know it's Sealork. And Sealork. Yeah, so we know that these are the th- we know that uh, that these are the three like um beasts of of this world, the the machine beasts. Uh one well, of which I mean, being Archimedes Ocean has Horn. clearly just created them to help with the fight that's coming. But we also the the scene does end with Trin looking at her flute, the yep. flute that I forgot about in Ocean Horn One. Yep, yep. that's right. Um, and forgot about it. It, it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a very important thing, honestly. Like story wise, it was important, but you literally could only use it for one thing in that game, and you got it a, like at a point, and it didn't you got make it, it from clear, your dad like, right at the end there. Yeah, but she has the flute now. And, um, we go and say like, uh, we go and talk to our two dads and they basically say, um, let's go to sleep. Let's go. We're going to go back to the hotel. We're tired. And, uh, old dad says something like, you're young. You can still explore. I'm sure. So go and do some exploring and find all the collectibles. The 100% this game. Um, yeah. Cause, cause I got, we got to town and we go, we go to bed basically. And then. And then, or, or like, I don't know. I like, I went to sleep twice here. I was like, uh, oh, okay, okay, game. I think I just I think what woke it is, up. I think what it is is we wake up. We're told to go see what Trin's doing. We see that, and then we're supposed to be like, that took the whole day. Let's go back to sleep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next thing that they tell us to do after we do all that is to go see Trin, and old old dad is waiting over at the airport for us. Uh. Before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to see what's waiting for us at the airport. I'll let you guess. Air. A Mazda Miata. (laughs) Hey, Chris, what's the War Rocket Ajax podcast about? Well, Matt, if we were smart, it'd be about murders. But it's actually about comics. War Rocket Ajax. It's not about murders. But it is weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. On the Super Nintendad's entertainment podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? The Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can't Knuckles fly even? Tidepron dough. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. <laughs> right here on Greenlit. So, uh, we go to the airport, as we are told. Trin is there waiting for us, and she explains to us, like, uh, in order for us to go to Submera, uh, sub, sub, submer, submer, Submaria. Sure. Yes. Right. In order for us to go to Submaria, uh, we have to go there through air. And so this is where we are going to use her ship 
which what, what was it yellow called? Yellow uh, bird. She called it yellow bird, think. but it's red. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely named some yellow reason. something. So, and it is a red shit. It is called yellow bird. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she talks about like controlling. So I don't understand. Is this? So we saw this whole thing, and then and then Trin talks a little bit about how she pilots Oceanhorn. And she describes how, like, piloting Oceanhorn is weird because it feels like it predicts your movements mm-hmm. before you do them. Where it's like an extension it's, it's like of your a, It's mind. like Anakin in the pod, but then, pod race. He, he knows what's about to happen before... Exactly. Before Sebulba throws a wrench at him or something. Now this is Oceanhorning. <laughs> <laughs> but she describes these things about Oceanhorn, and, but then we don't go into Oceanhorn. We go into some weird little yeah. jet. We get... I don't understand what why we needed to see that scene when we saw it. If we're not going to go into there, it just like it felt like uh, I'm, out I'm, of place. Well, it's it's showing have... that the the ocean horns finally finished. Like this is the second ocean horn teaser we've seen. Mm-hmm. And and okay. I'm sure at the you know maybe there was a part. Uh, this is my guess at at the end when the ocean horn stuff actually comes up and matters. They're like, well, we can't just like. Just bring up Ocean Horn now. We have to tease it earlier. Also, they wanted us to take another nap. Yeah, you're not you're not awake yeah. enough for this. Go take a nap. Um, so this is where we now get access to flying around. Uh, it's it's we've done. <laughs> so we started off with little boats, and then we got an air bike, and now we're on a plane, and I feel like. None of them are to the point where I'm like, I have a preference on it. Like, I reluctantly will yeah, use yeah. any of those because they all move in a way that I'm just like, I don't like controlling these things. They all move too slow, it feels like. Even the jet feels like well, it moves way too slow. And turning it is so strange because you can't turn. You just have the the left stick just does up and down for your throttle. But then if you want to turn left and right, yeah. you do that with the right stick. There, there is no, there's no it's, altitude. It's weird. Um, no. and in the last episode we had the, uh, like Indiana Jones guys journal who, who we didn't, we didn't mention this. He blows himself up with his dynamite. So that was fun. Um, when he, while he was trying to get the grappling hook, but we get the boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then we kind of have like these, uh, they looked like, uh, minecart tracks that were above us. It was like, okay, well there's Temple of Doom. Now, if we just get a Zeppelin, as a flying machine, which is feasibly within the the context of this world, we get all three movies, and then all we got to do is drop a nuke on something. We uh, well, you yeah, like, yeah. jump in the refrigerator, and then well, I mean, well, we have the little vending there. machine, so um, yeah, that 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 could work too. So we we accompany Princess Finn to Submaria, and. I man, so I don't like the way she looks. I don't like the way the Gilfolk look in they general. They designed them from the first game. Yes, uh, they have just more of a human face mm-hmm. to them this time around. And Princess Finn's look like she has like she is red, but her her she looks like honestly like Hellraiser ripped her skin <laughs> off or something. Like she looks like a muscly mm-hmm. body, like without without human well, we, flesh and it's well, we run into another one when we get to their their town and 
they've got their back to us and i'm like that's frieza that's totally frieza they're white with purple uh fin accents or gills or whatever and i'm like oh hi frieza how you doing but of course trin also brings up how she's never been to Samaria, yeah. and she's heard she's it's a paradise well, i think she was talking about so i thought and they did this in the first game too where they're like actually we have a underwater town that no one's allowed to see but us and they talk about it a lot and i thought that's what she was talking about she's like yeah i've heard about the the bottom of the ocean town before but i've never seen that and no she kept talking about the beaches it was the beaches okay yeah the reason in ocean horn one they have the underwater town that nobody can go to is because of ocean horn yes yeah no, like as far as we know, uh, the the Gilfolk are peaceful. They're friendly with us. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there there is no reason that she doesn't know anything about this area. Yeah, given given her age, given her nobility, given like whatever, like she is supposed to have. Uh, we we are led to believe that the humans run everything here right like they get the final say on everything in in a sense but whether that's through i mean that's probably through like you know arms power right like more than anything else it's more of just like they they've got the weapons that we've got the other other towns won't question or as one of the people in this town says archimedes is that oh my god yeah okay like i have not paid that close attention to this stuff this this is jumping ahead a little bit but my big thing was there's a conversation that happens uh and it, this is all in one conversation where you get back to back three, to back to back yeah you get back to back to back different pronunciations of four different words <laughs> that Two. are central to the story so like uh what is what's the name what do they call the the beacon what do the gilfolk call Uthica. the beacon or Uthica or Uthica. so uh, so at first it was really it was really awkward because like the the princess Finn, you know, says, Oh, we call it like Utheka and immediately after that, Trin mispronounces is like, Yeah, so we're going to Uteka. Uh and mm. I was like, Oh, little tone deaf there, Trin. But then there's Yeah. Shortly after that there's a conversation where you have like three different pronunciations of Utheka going on. And then they mention this giant turtle monster, and you literally every person who references this monster in the conversation calls it something significantly different. Um, yeah, I'm trying to to find the the name for that that monster. Um, it's like Yarmulla or whole something time, like that. The whole time I'm doing this, I'm just sitting there railing against like who who wasn't someone someone had to have been in charge of this. Uh, Yermala, Yermala, Yarmalia, like, like everyone gives it a different pronunciation. Yermula. See here. Okay. See, I guess I I was not paying close enough attention. I would have forgiven it in a way to be like, if, if the, all of the Gilfolk pronounced it one way and then Trin says it a different way because she's a spoiled brat. Right. And it's just like, she's just. An ignorant brat. Right. That's all. That would be part of her character. That would be fine. But no, all of the Gilfolk actors pronounce it, pronounce it, pronounce it. Yeah, see, look, I'm even doing it now, too. They pronounce <laughs> it differently. We all do it differently, Brian. We all say 
terms that we all accepted differently. We all do it differently. So let's go. Well, let's let's rewind back. Okay, so we get we get to here, and the whole point of us flying was that we could land on top of Uthika, uh, the, their yes. beacon, to just deliver the emblem. Yes, and that's all we needed to do because Princess Finn was just like, "No, we're cool. Everything will be fine. It's just gonna be a straight shot." Uh, since I since I left town, like everything was fine. We should. It's all set up for us. We get there, it doesn't work. Stuff's broken. So that is where we need to then go to the grotto, and that's where it just sort of like opens lagoon. up. Now I they say lagoon, yeah, like where you can from there you can you talk to Grandpa Robot or 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 someone to be like, hey, we can't do anything here, and they're like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the world map or do you want to go to the lagoon? And I well, said, I was well, talking about the Gilfo Grotto. Oh, okay, specifically, well, I, I um, it would be nice if they dropped you at the front door. Yes, they don't though. They drop you off like where the landing pad is on the. Uh, okay, fine. I guess. Yeah. You can only land on a landing pad. Yeah. All right. Uh, this opens up this big area here. Um, again, just not enough to do in here. Uh, you base, we basically slowly make our way through getting stopped by like the same kind of enemies all the way through that we've been dealing with. Like we don't even get different varieties of them because of the region or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but we go all the way up through this area to get to the Guilfolk Grotto. And, uh, when we get in there, we get a lot of talk here. This is where suddenly we are now creating the conflict because in order to do that, it's clear, like something is, is screwing it up. And I, I, did Princess Finn, did this happen while she was like away that she wasn't aware of? Yes. Um, it's after, okay. yeah, because so, she would have left with the emblem, and because the emblem is gone, they are now left open to attack from Yermula, the no, giant turtle no. demon or something. No, that's no? not it at all. Oh, no. okay. Yermula came, like, she knew that Yermala or whatever existed. The thing is, they shut off the power to the emblem because they just trapped Yermala in there, so he, he would stop coming back. They tricked okay. him in there, and they trapped him, and then that's why the beacon doesn't have power. Okay. So. so, yeah, and so now we have an issue where in order for us to put the beacon back, we have to let down the security on this stuff here. Mm -hmm. And there is now a division in this in this territory between the Guilfolk people where we're suddenly shown a different faction of guild folk where they're just sort of like, no, you can't do that. In fact, all of my men are going to stop you from doing that. Yeah. He runs up like out of nowhere, this dude, uh, steel scale. Like he's not part of this conversation. He wasn't in the group of people that are standing around talking about this. He just kind of pops up and is like, no, you can't. Um, so that we are told now, we're just like, all right, you can try, but we're going to stop you the whole way. So now if you go back out there, now you have gill folk hunters that are going to be stopping you and mm -hmm. trying to fight you. I wanted to mention, I like the, the gill folk grotto because of their houses. Their houses <laughs> are little conch shells that you just like, it's just so different, right? Like they could have just done a house with coral on it or something like that. But it is just a completely different design where you go in through the little spiral for everything on there. And yeah. I was just like, I just like that. That's just like a cool design to put, to toss into there. Yeah, I'm glad um, we didn't get some sort of uh, 
line from Trin, who's just like, wow, these are really thematically appropriate, like we did in the last one. Where it's like, yeah, it's it's their town. It's their home. Of course it's thematically appropriate. So um, what we need to do right now is we need to go and find the three Thunderstones, mm-hmm. and we need to destroy them in order to let down the security at Uthika so that we can get into there and do what we need to do to power back on Uthika. Yes. And and the reason <sighs> Steel Scale is, is so upset by this is because he's like, hey, a lot of people died to yeah, a lot of many Bothan spies died to set up this <laughs> this Thunderstone jail cell to keep your Malia. Uh, it's away. a fair point. No, no, no. It's, it's a fair right. point. He he is he's right. He for him to be a little upset. It, I I'm fine with that. I I agree. I mean, we do say like, hey, look, um, we did just kill a giant fire creature bird thing at the last place we could probably kill your turtle for you too and he's like that's still unacceptable like a lot of people lost their lives for this and and even the the elders are like well he's probably a lot weaker than he used to be because of the thunderstones and we're like okay see there that settles it this should be fine and he's still he's still upset by it Uh, also, one other thing. There is a uh there's a treasure chest in the middle of this little town. Um just sitting there, and when you see it, Trin goes, "Ooh, look at that. It's a treasure chest. I wonder if there's like a heart piece or a such and such in there." And I'm like, "No, Trin, there's not. We're going to go up there and it's going to be a, a wooden owl, and I'm going to be mad." And it it was like two wooden owls. It was like 50 bucks instead. But, like, the game gets all excited to be, like, and it's kind of my entire thought for this whole pro- thought process for chests in this game, which is I no longer care about them. There's never anything good in them except for maybe a shard from time to time. And the game's like, ooh, look, there could be a shard in there. And I'm like, I bet you there's not. You're, it, there's never anything good enough. Yeah. Okay? Like, again, you get, like. I get that there is a problem with the balance of the economy on here. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the treasure chests are worth nothing, but they're just not, they don't feel you are not getting rewarded appropriately for the effort that they are putting you through. in this. But, that but is for, the issue. But for the game to go, Hey, look, a thing. I bet there's something good in there. And then there's nothing. Why would you listen to trend? There's nothing great. Why would you listen to trend? I, I don't like, like you're right. You're right. I do not like trend. So you're right. I shouldn't have cared. Anyway, um, <laughs> so right, we, we get up, we get up out in the open area, um, and we can go and take out these thunderstones. I believe there is like a set order you need to do these things in. Okay, because the first thunderstorm is like thunderstone is really clo- close to the grotto, but it's vertical. You gotta they put, go, they put you gotta a waypoint climb on up it. this thing. Okay, as so, yeah. as you go through them, they're, they're, so yeah, they lead you in a certain order. But it's also really cool. You can look around in this in this big area. And you can see these huge metal chains Mm -hmm. that are all connected to the main thing. And those go to the Thunderstone. Yeah. So, like, it's actually, like, kind of cool that you can just, like, visually see it and know, like, where those are supposed to go without even having to look at your your mini-map. That is cool, yeah. But we get to these Thunderstones. And then we have to fight these things. And this is just such a weird fight. The framing is insane. I wouldn't even These don't even know if it's apparently a fight sentient. per se. It's like a a weight 
yeah. So this is okay. This is where your team is the most effective, in yeah. my opinion. Because you can just not do anything except make sure you keep moving around so you don't get electrocuted. Right. And your squad will take care of everything. Because mm-hmm. well, the way it works is that the giant Thunderstone will let out little Thunderstones. And then killing those little Thunderstones does damage to the big one. There's also a window that you can hit the big one. I was never clear on it. Oh. Because I saw Trin hit it a couple times to the point where it blinked red like it was getting hit. But I, I I put bombs next to it and it would take like a tiny sliver off and I was like I'm not even gonna bother doing yeah this. no I didn't even I didn't even realize that my thought was uh, but d- yeah you could just wait yeah well for two of them yeah two of the three you can but um also did did anyone figure out how to open up the uh, the warp point yeah because you have I'd- to bomb it and then it's like. Oh, the ball is hidden somewhere like off site away and from it, it, and I never found the, the ball. It says specifically I hid it inside of a stone that was shaped like a skull. Yeah, and I never saw that skull. Yeah, it's like right behind you. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're never that far. Hmm. Well, I know now, so I was really bummed out because I was excited to uh to to go hang out in in my favorite spot in the entire game, which is the the ethereal other world, the blue vastness, or like the <laughs> mm-hmm. blue harvest. So uh, after we do the first one, then uh, our our ship flies by and drops off these floating anchors that we can then hook shot from one island to the other. Just tell it just helps you get down. It's just it's just so weird. It's just so weird. Uh, because you know, we have these, there's a lot of water in between these islands that you can't just get to. So you can use your ice, you can make an ice platform, but again, I've said before, you have no idea like exactly where that thing is going to go. So you're going to get on there and it's going to start moving in a direction. It will like circle around in a way and the, and it will get you closer to where you need to be, Mm -hmm. but not in a straight shot. I I was able to do two Two pretty straight shots uh, in this entire episode of, like, that's that's where it wanted me to go. It, it was like, Bill, I figured it wanted me to make an ice boat. Yeah, it, it even has the ice symbol nearby. And uh, it. I had to, like, do somewhat of a detour because there was an island with a chest that I wanted to check out. But, yeah, it, it took me more or less straight toward... Uh, then the temple of was it insight or whatever for the second uh yeah the temple of insight and there's like a palace of courage in this yeah. section the the third the third time i had to go across the water i thought it was closer than it was actually <laughs> supposed to be i wish i had made an ice boat instead uh i guess we'll get there we'll get there uh, so yeah, we go we go into the second one, and in a lot of ways, this just feels like its own dungeon because we get into this tower, and it's like there are back to back puzzle rooms, um, there are treasure chests, and then there's another mini boss with the thunderstone mm-hmm. that we we fight in there. And yeah, um, just kind of make sure you know you don't even have to worry about your friends dying because in a lot of times in some of these fights, if you sit back and let them do all the work, eventually they'll be like, oh, I I am in dead. And cannot fight no more sort of dialogue. And then you'll have to finish the fight. And in fact, that's what Trent says. She's like, finish the fight. I'm dead now. And I'm like, all right, Master Chief, chill out. 
there is a moment that we go into one of these rooms and I believe it's Jin that goes like, oh, let the boy figure it out. He loves puzzles. Yeah. It's like, that's so strange. Also, this is barely a puzzle, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we go through there, fight another one, come back out. Uh, we do get a special key uh, in that process for it's a key to the wrecked ship. I actually went to that ship beforehand. Of course I did. Wasted my time. Mm-hmm. Went all the way over there. Uh, found the green treasure chest that needed a key. But if we go and have the key and go to there. But again, this was like with the hookshot where it is not explicit where it's just like, go here to get a special thing that you're going to need. Like you could go and make an ice platform that is going to take you to the next one. But if you're just like not really paying attention to like the markers or something mm-hmm. like that, uh, and you just waste your time. Yeah. I would say unlike the, I don't think it marked the, I can't remember if it marked the, the grappling hook, but it did mark this. It did. Okay. It did. Okay. But it, like I said, if you knew, if you were like looking at where those chains were and all that stuff, because it even does like a camera shot of being like, here, remember that treasure chest? But there's times where I'm like, I don't know. Like I've I've opened enough green. If green treasure chest meant big item, that's it. That would have been more impactful. That's what. That's but the it, other thing that had me upset in this episode is that I've I've enough in this game, and and I finally realized it in this episode. I have opened plenty of green chests in this game and gotten fifty coins. And I'm like, the last game, green treasure chest meant big thing, good thing. Not always, not always. Except for that You're last forgetting. one where they accidentally flipped it uh, in the final uh, dungeon in the sky in Oceanhorn 1, where like the, the chest accidentally got flipped, and, and it was like, all right, well, whatever. You know, that's fine. But uh, yeah, pretty for, for the most part, it, it was you could you could set your watch by it. So we go to this green treasure chest. We get a brand new item, the uh, diving helmet. Mm-hmm. Which this, uh, you know, I, I had said before, I thought that there was going to be a way for us to pull things out of the water. <clears throat> Instead, I for I just didn't think we were going to be able to swim underneath the water. There, there seemed like, to be enough things that it, it, if it wasn't we were going to swim under the water, there seemed to be there was enough of a tell that I figured there's going to be a way where we don't use our stamina up in the water. And that's what I was looking for, something like that. I didn't think it would actually let me dive under the water necessarily, but I would be able to sit in water without fear of dying in five seconds. I think there's... But yeah, there's, I think it's maybe the, the guy in the, your hometown in Arn who's like, his, he's an adventurer and his wife like mentions he's obsessed with this gilfolk relic that lets you breathe underwater oh so okay like a little nod to it at the beginning of the game okay uh i don't know do you we have one more item slot do you guys have any idea no clue with okay i've been trying like, to i was think. gonna say if you've if you've looked ahead don't say it you know i don't want to necessarily spoil that i've like i said i still think there's gonna be something that lets us float double jump yeah i would fly, i would something. love a rocks cape that would be great Something the that will help us jump again. up to something higher. What's that? The trencher's boots again. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, we already had those equipped when we started. So kind of have that, the courage that to jump already. Was fortunate there. Uh, with the diving helmet, we can do two things now. We can swim without using any stamina, uh, and we can dive underwater. And it goes into a first-person mode. 
you can still swing your sword and open chests yeah, with it. That was weird. And I'm going to guess they went first person because they just couldn't figure out a good animation for the character. Or just and a, you was... know, swimming in 3D games is never, like, fun. And so if you do it in first person mode, you're basically just, you know, it's a lot easier that way. Uh, Brian, you gave me a trigger warning beforehand about this, and it did definitely do that for, like, my dark, deep dark water phobia that I had. Oh, yeah. So, there was... so, so after this part, I, I I did find the other sunken ship. I saw it on my way past when I was surfing on the, the ice uh, sheet, and I was like, we got to go down there at some point because someone talked about uh, a thing being in a sunken ship. That didn't end up, the, the thing ended up being on a beached ship, which was the helmet we got. But I still went over there to check the sunken ship. And then afterward, it, it, I didn't check my map, but the mini map made it seem like we needed to get back to the center. And so I was like, look, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not look at the TV for a while and hold straight and swim to the middle. And, uh, I got to the middle. And then I looked at the map and realized that I needed to be on the complete other end of the map. And I was not happy about anything <laughs> in my life at that point. It was, it, it just, it doesn't, I don't feel good about that. I don't like it. Is it because, it, is it because you saw the giant fish that's circling that's around That's definitely there? one of those things. Yes, I saw Del Lago swimming around and I was like, I don't know when that's going to come up and get me. And, you know, anything could be down there. And one one of our uh, our listeners, uh, Tunde, has been writing music. He and a, another listener are like um, Hylian Gamer One are like I guess they're working on a game together, and he's writing the music for it. And so he's been posting cool. tr- tracks in our Discord. And I was just, he's like, I got a new one up there, and I'm like, you know what? This is the perfect time for me to listen to a song and not pay attention <laughs> to one of my greatest fears in my entire life. So yeah, that's how I spent this time as I swam across the whole map. Not happy with anything in my life. And the thing is is it's like it's not the the fastest way to get across the water is to use the ice boat. Yes. But even then you don't have control over it. Right. And it's just it's weird. You would think like I don't know, you gave me a new thing Sure, make the diving slow, but make when I'm swimming on the surface fast. Like balance it out in some way. Like, yeah, we don't have st- we don't have to worry about burning stamina anymore. It's mm-hmm. cool, but like, it still just takes so long. Well, it's also stamina doesn't exist at all, um, so you can't run when you have the diving helmet equipped. Right. Yeah. Right. And, That's weird. And the. Even though you get the diving helmet, basically there is a mostly land path to get around to the last uh, to the last thunderstone. And one thing I wasn't considering it's because I was taking the diving helmet off to run uh, is if you hit the water and you're out of stamina, like from running, when you hit the water, instant death. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. Because it, it's something I, I would forget about in Oceanhorn 1, which same way, or um, Breath of the Wild, where if you've been running and you're running away from something and you just like, I'm about to get murdered, I need to just jump off this cliff and you jump into a lake and then you're like, oh, 
Oh, no. I don't have any stamina food on me. Well, okay, bye. That's the end of my life. Right. So, um, the last one that we have to go to for this, for the last Thunderstone, is the the tower is underwater, and it just, like, it just, like, broke in half and turned upside down, and you have to swim underneath there. Now, like, you know, I I do have issues with just seeing that kind of, like, you know, dark, deep water and everything. But as soon as I got into this tower, I was like, this is cool. Yeah, like, I okay. actually really liked what they were doing with this, where even though te- on a technical level, they didn't nail it, like, they didn't hit the bullseye on it because the whole thing is tilted. And I thought it was, like, really cool the way everything felt tilted and it was all, like, odd. Except but your character for the character is models. still... Yeah, the character still tr- stays level the whole time. Even the enemies uh, are like the, standing the, weird. Yeah, and so it, also your friends it, it don't come do in thing. with you. Robot, robot grandpa and Trin do not come in here with you. Right. So you're here by yourself. Um, you do have to fight a couple. Well, uh, we we have to solve a couple puzzles, and then you do get to a point where then you have uh, what's his name, Iron Scale. Iron Scale. Steel scale. Uh, oh, steel scale, yeah. Where Iron steel, Talon, scale steel scale shows up. Yes. Uh, steel scale shows up and stops you. And he also has like four other guild folk with him that are shooting at you. And he's just like, it ends here. You're not going to go any further. And I don't know. This battle was just so easy for me. Like the, uh, he just barely tried to attack me. In fact, I got a stealth kill on him for the first one, <laughs> a stealth attack on him for the first time because he was just turned around and didn't start his, his fighting. Which, which the, the, there's a cutscene beforehand where he's just like, Mah! so that's so weird. Yeah. I didn't realize this was a boss fight at first. And I was standing outside the room trying to sh- like snipe him cell snipe him from outside the room because I was like, why aren't my bullets working? And then I walked in and it's like, oh, this is a this is a mini boss. Okay, cool. Well he also has a he only has he's got a smaller posse than than the eye chief had, which I had to do that one like five or six times because they just kept ganging up on me. Uh even with my friends. So uh yeah, this one went way way better. But we make our way up to the top, fight on him, fight the thunderstone, destroy that. Now we uh are able to actually go into the Uthaka beacon. I came across a weird thing cuz I spent I probably spent another hour and a half where I was like before I go into this, okay, I know for sure this is where this episode is going to end. I'm going to go back to all these towns. I'm going to collect as much stuff as I can. A weird thing that I ran into is on this area, I'm swimming across and taking my sweet time going across the water. And then bad gill folks start spawning around me and immediately fall in the water and are like looking at me, but swimming. And then they run out of stamina and die. The gill folk run out of stamina and die in the water. That's wonderful. I don't know. I don't know. I I love it. Uh, that's great. I know that's not intended, and that's why I love it because it's totally an accident. Something something weird happened there. <laughs> that's that's awful, and I love it. But yeah, so with that, we can go back to sort of there's a there's a main little area that there is. It looks kind of like a pool 
uh, that you can dive down straight mm-hmm. into. Now, I stood there for a couple seconds when I dove down to be like, what do you want me to do? Follow the lights. Like, oh, right. Follow the lights. I'm like, okay. I felt I, I followed the light that was at the bottom. And nothing happened. Mm. And I had to look to my right. And this is like, oh, right, there's a series of lights there. And so I just, I I put the camera directly on the ground and just kept swimming forward. So I didn't just, just done, I'm like, I'm done looking around underwater now. I'm done with it. I, I, after I terrified uh, myself with a poor, poor decision on my part to do what I did. Yeah. For the listeners, if we were all deep sea fish, uh, Jeremy would be the first person to get eaten by an angler. Uh, guaranteed. <laughs> Just swim toward the light at the mm. bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm here. Now what? Uh, now you die. So this is what we're going to wrap up the episode for the next episode. You just got to escape the prison. Which prison? I'll let you figure that out on your own. Uh, go do some more collectibles, find some more things, escape prison, and we'll meet back here and talk about it on Chat of the Wild Guidance.